Yo, what's up, friends? It's me, Stephen Brown Cortez. Welcome to episode 40 of the Why the F Not podcast. Here we go. All right. Coming in on episode 40. Hello, everyone. What's going on? Oh, let me get let me get cozy here. My back's feeling a little tweaked. Give me a sec. Let me just... I should have done this prior to this recording, but you know what? I, I thought... Tampoco. Tampoco. Oh, welcome. Come in. Sit in. Hey, you cozy? Let me get cozy. Hold up. Let's all get real, real cozy. This is episode 40. We're 10 away from 50. 50 away, 60 away from 100. Uh, big milestone. Big milestone. Uh, so, yeah, I got to uh, I gotta do episode 40. I had to do episode 40. Uh, you know, not for the obvious reasons. You know, not for the obvious reasons of just consistency, but because episode 39, I cried a lot and I didn't want to leave it on that note. Not that crying's bad, but like, you know, I'm not crying today yet. Maybe later. I don't know. But welcome back. Hey, guys, what's up? Welcome to the uh, Why the F Not podcast. Uh, If you forgot who I am, Stephen Brogan Cortez. Uh, I need y'all to really... Beef up that uh, Instagram. Your boy needs more followers for auditions. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god. Today's the day that the leaf blower is going off. Don't know if you hear it, y'all, but uh, today's the day. Right at right at this hour, uh, I picked the right time to uh, to start recording. Pick the right time. But let's see. Update. Quick update. Life update. Let's see. Um, I'm not crying as much. You know, I hear it. I don't know if the mic is picking it up. I hope it's not. Like, I hope it's because it's just pointed at me, you know? Oh, my back is My back's hurting. That's the update right now. I threw out my back this morning. I, I know, I'm not I'm not that old. How How's my back hurting right now? Like, maybe I got a white or something. I don't know, dude. Like, it hurts. It sucks. I, like, got off of my desk. I was not on my desk. I was on my desk's chair. But I just got up. No, I sat down. I was about to do some editing, you know, getting that L.A. casting page all pretty and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, it's like I got it. Like that, that friggin, that friggin, como se dice, what's going on? Um, all right. I don't know what's going on. Give me a sec, fam. Give me a sec. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Just uh, fiddling, fat, fiddling, fandangling. Shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm back, though. Milo's, you hear Milo's feet. Y'all always hear his little feet, his little toes and stuff on the. Milo, sit down. I know you might be an ex- they're, they're They're doing stuff outside, Milo. I don't want them to be doing stuff, but they're doing stuff. You have to come sit down. Anyways, we're doing an update. Let's see. Updates, updates, updates. Uh, the big one, which is probably going to be the title of this episode. You know, I saw Eternals the other day. Okay. Eternals. And I know I said I was going to update on my life prior. Sorry, I'm back. But I was going to update on life. We'll get to that. First, Eternals. Okay. First, Eternals. Um, okay. So, off the bat. Just off the bat right now. I loved Eternals. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I think, in my opinion, it is one of the, 
Uh, how do I say? How can I? How do you say? It's got one of the richest storylines when it comes to Marvel. It's just so rich with and people might not like this. I know there was a lot of uh, exposition, you know, but and for the exposition storytelling, just, just blatant up in your face storytelling, telling you what's going on verbatim to the audience. But I loved the the story. It's a big story. The Eternals. It's a big story. Uh, if you don't know, Eternals, uh, they are in the Marvel Universe. Uh, oh, spoiler alert, please. Oh, my gosh, spoiler alert. But the Eternals, they're, uh, they're these sentient beings who are created, yes, created by Celestials. Celestials are in the Marvel Universe, the giant beings in the, in, the, in the universe that create life. You know, they create literal galaxies. They will just create it out of nowhere. Um, and the Eternals are the, the go-bots of the, of the, uh, of the Celestials. They're the go-bots. They go out and they get, they get a planet ready. They go to a planet that's not yet, you know, up to par when it comes to technology and society and whatnot. And they put a seed inside the planet, a seed. Okay. That seed is the seed of a Celestial. Okay, so the whole thing, you know, put the seed in the, in the planet, planet evolve, the people on the planet or the species on the planet evolves and that energy that's created from all that progress, you know, the energy of electricity, all this, all that technological energy alone and everything else, all that energy goes into the celestial inside the planet and, and the celestial will pretty much bust out of the planet like like as if it were an eggshell. Okay? That sounds pretty pretty massive, don't you think? That's that's like I love practical effects. I love I love practical effects. The thing, John Carpenter is the thing. I was going to say the original thing, but no. Don't correct me because the original thing was a black and white film. It was in what was it Halloween, right? It's the film the little boys watching uh, when uh, uh was it Julie Andrews wasn't in Halloween. Friggin' that other that other fancy lady. Uh, oh my god, I love her. I'm not even gonna search it up. She was in Freaky Friday. I'm not gonna search it up. Jamie Lee Curtis. I love her. See, didn't want to search that up. I knew that was in my memory somewhere. Jamie Lee, you're always there. Anyways, not Jamie. She, her character's not babysitting that little boy. No, yes, she is. Her friend's babysitting the little girl. But anyways, the little boy was watching the thing, the original thing but i want to talk about just the practical effects of you know john carpenter's the thing it was scary it was gruesome i love it you know latex blood uh fake blood of course uh making y'all look real i love it it's mm. it makes my it makes my juices tingle you know what i mean i don't know what i meant by that i love practical effects but how how are you supposed to in a live feature film like this right how are you supposed to portray and show the audience a celestial busting out of a planet? Like, you have to use CG. And, like, I don't want to call people out. I don't. I don't want to call people out. But a lot of people who are complaining, not complaining, but who have negative critiques about the Eternals are saying that, oh, it was just CG scene after CG scene. And it's like, well, yeah, they're in space. You know, those people aren't in space, you know. That giant celestial isn't actually there. 
there's not there's no actual being that size you know what i mean you need the cg you need the cg the cg in this movie was above and beyond anything we've seen in a marvel film uh, leaving out endgame right endgame was just this huge culmination this movie's building off of that dude this movie's building off of that man like this movie is just how they put the seed the celestial seed inside the planet huh for you know celestial birth that's what this someone give me a second y'all give me one second i was on a roll okay i'm back i think i'm yeah we're all good okay don't even know where i was i could have looked back into the episode what i recorded and but no that's i want to be off the cuff right that's why not why the not anyways so here we are uh eternals so yeah cg and all that stuff I thought it was one of the richest stories I've seen so far from Marvels. It was so it wasn't it was so out of what we have seen already, just story wise, character wise, by casting. You know, casting wise, it was so different. All these characters, it's just uh, okay. So there was this interview that Salma Hayek gave. Forgot for whom she was interviewing for, but it was during the PR for all this, right? She was talking about, and I don't know if y'all know this, but Ajak, the character that Salma Hayek played, plays in Eternals, is originally a man. Yep, that's right. Ooh, someone got mad out there. They're like, he was a man before. Why did you make him into a woman? That's not right. Um, that was like a mongoloid voice of a person who's angry about that. Um, so she was... She's playing a, originally a, ma- a man's role, and now she's playing the character. They made her into a woman. She said in the interview that she was scared to put on the costume. She was scared. I don't know. She thought she'd, do, she could, she'd mess it up. I don't know, but she was really scared, and she put it on, and she got emotional to see someone with her face wearing a costume like that. She's a hero. She's a, she's a freaking eternal, dude, and it's Selma Hayek. I don't know if you all know, but she's like half Mexican and half... See, Salma Hayek, honestly, she's one of the most interesting people in the world. She has a pet owl. That alone makes her a hundred times more interesting than me. See, Salma, Salma, we're going to have Salma Hayek uh, here uh, next week for an interview. I'm just kidding. Not, no, she's not going to be here. She's busy. She's too good for this place. But Salma Hayek, here she is. Let's see. So she is Mexican and American actress, film producer. Oh, big boss lady. I love it. I love it. But no. What is her full ancestral like her parents? She's like half Mexican and half. I'm not going to see. Sama Hayek was born in in Cotzacoalcos, Veracruz, Mexico. Her father, Sammy Hayek Dominguez, is Lebanese Mexican. That's what it is. Lebanese Lebanese Mexican, okay, okay. With his ancestors hailing from the city of Baghdad, Lebanon. Come on, a city, huh? A, a city Selma and her father visited in 2015 to promote her movie, uh, Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. Where's her mom? Who around? Okay, he or her mother, Diana Jimenez Medina, is an opera singer and talent scout and is of Mexican Spanish descent. Holy crap. Oh my God, Salma Hayek. I, Stephanie's doing her therapy right now, and I'm sure she'd agree with me. Salma Hayek, you're, you're just so beautiful. You're, you're, you're beautiful, you're talented, you're inspirational. You're, 
and she's so, she was so vulnerable in this, in, in this interview. Let's go back to the interview. So the interview, she was talking about how emotional she got seeing someone like her, you know, just seeing herself in the costume. She said she saw her, her daughter. She saw the, uh, the, the, the interviewer who I think was also Latino, Latino, Latina, Latinx, whatever you want. But like, he was also, uh, you know, a person with some color in the skin. That's not just tanning, right? He's Latino. And he started crying too. And I don't know, man. So many, like, I, people always mistaken me for white, you know what I mean? And I'm mixed. I'm Salvadorian and Irish, you know? But my blood, like, my blood is mixed. But in my heart, I know I'm, I'm just Salvadorian. I don't, I mean, I've got, that's who I was raised by. I was raised by purely Salvadorian. It's just my mom, you know? I've, I've never grew up with my Brogan side, if you will. I never grew up with them. You know, I just, if not last year, just got into contact with the Brogan side, which is amazing and awesome, learning a lot about my family. Some crazy shit, you know, I'm not me to share, but, you know, learning a lot about my family. And but when it comes to who I am and how I identify, I I 100 percent identify as Salvadorian. I'm a I'm Latino. You know what I mean? Like. But anyways, like that spoke to me when Salma said that it just that's true. I mean. Even I can't look at any of the superheroes that are out now right i can't really think that that's me i can see my i that's that's who i identify with you know what i mean even though i'm half and like you know and if i don't get enough sun or if like i do my hair i don't know i can maybe kind of look like even more white i don't even know more caucasian as my sister says but you know i'm latino and i don't there aren't any superheroes in the live action MCU or anything, right? I, I can't. No, no, I'm not missing. Right? There's no Latinos. Let's let's look. Let's look at the MCU. MCU films. Let's see. Let's just look at all all the MCU movies. Let's see. Films. Okay. Iron Man, lead white guy. Incredible Hulk, lead white guy. Iron Man two, same. Thor, white guy. Captain America, white guy bunch of white guys guardians of the galaxy was like the first one where where we had like okay i know we have uh, oh my gosh we have what's her uh, what's her name from guardians she plays uh i just played the game too and i can't even remember zoe saldana dude zoe, you got one person and he made her green you got one person who's got some color you got a person of color and you made her a friggin' green alien why do they make latinos all green like you're an alien and fucking make you green or purple you know what I mean? That's, I mean, it's coincidence. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's go back. Let's go back. I love all these movies. Let me just say it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm like talking about representation and all this, but I love all these movies. Let's see. Avengers, Age of Ultron, bunch of white people. <laughs> Ant-Man, two white people. <laughs> Older white guy. <laughs> Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, white guy. Spider-Man, white boy. Thor, white guy. Black Panther. Holy God. <laughs> we like went eight years down the line of Marvel movies and we just got to Black Panther. Come on. Avengers Infinity War. Cool, everyone. But now we have now we have we have uh, King T'Challa. So it's OK. Avengers Infinity War. I think he's yeah, he's in it. Because right? he's in Civil War. Did Civil War come out first. Oh, yeah. Civil War came out first. Excuse me. But that's not his movie. Like, look at the picture of Civil War. Freaking 
Falcon is like second in line. Okay, second in line. He's coming to step up and show some representation. I love it. I love it. I had another thought about comic books that I'm going to share, but it just came up right now, but I'm going to share it later. And I'll share it right now. So I'll, I'll, this is a good place marker. Okay. So all these like Marvel movies coming in, I hope that friggin' lawnmower isn't like nasty loud and be so mad. Oh my God. You definitely hear that. Oh, I hate this. I hate them so much. I hate them so much. Oh, okay. Maybe you can't hear it as much as I thought you hear something else, but with editing, I'll be better. I'm just so in my head about this shit. Anyways, see fucking insecurities. Just fucking go to Steven. Anyways, what were we talking about? We were talking about movie comics. Okay. So hear me out. Crazy thoughts. What if all these comic books, all all those people who write the storylines and whatnot, what if they're all from the future? They're all from the future and they're all showing us these comic book portrayals of what life could be if, you know, heroes were around or, or, or if, you know, if they could change the world, right? And a lot of times, a lot of times comic books, you know, they're, they represent something going on in the time, right? Like, at least that's, I think of X-Men because X-Men's basically just civil rights. Producer, am I, am I wrong? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Go to my Instagram, follow me and tell me I'm wrong. But it was about diversity, not diversity, but just about being different and being persecuted for it. That's X-Men right there, right? And there's all these movies and like, okay, and then friggin' She-Hulk's gonna be coming out soon on Disney Plus. And if you know about She-Hulk, She-Hulk's a friggin', she's a lawyer. Yeah, the She-Hulk, she's a lawyer. Don't don't mess with her. She'll like beat your ass and then sue you for it and blame you for it. You know, like what? How did that work? You beat me up, She-Hulk. But she's like, I'm a lawyer. I'm right and you're wrong. Because I know the law. Wow, thanks, She-Hulk. Uh, she was my hero. She used to be my hero. But yeah, she's a, she's a freaking lawyer. She's a lawyer. And uh, we're talking about freaking Eternals, weren't we? And that's big. Okay, so mid credit scene. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen Eternals, the mid credit scene. Spoiler alert. This has been your spoiler warning. So anyway, so mid credit scene when Eros pops up, Mr. Harry Styles, uh, he pop like, I don't know, it kind of threw me off seeing Harry Styles as Eros, but whatever, that's another, that's another, another thing entirely. We see Eros pop out, you know, AKA Thanos' brother. He pops up. Uh, where was I going with this? I'm, I'm freaking, I'm losing it now. Nope. I lost that. Anyways. Yeah, no representation. Barely any. Barely any representation. And also, ready? Phase four. God, look, already. Phase four already compared to all the other MCU movies from the past. Phase four. That's Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals. All those movies have way more representation than all the other movies combined. Maybe not Black Panther. Black Panther should be should be put into into this category of representation. Black Widow, yeah, they're white. They're white girls, yeah, they're white girls. Scarlett Johansson, yes, but it's still a freaking woman leading it. All those other movies, every single hero, every leader of a team is a is a woman, is a guy, is a man. Just or women, not 
are they not in charge in the MCU ever? Like they're not, they're not like team captains ever. No, oh, Captain America. Sorry, you're the, got it. You're the captain. Iron Man, you're you're suave. Yeah, you got it. You got to do it. And like again, I love all these movies. I love all these characters. Love all these actors. But I don't know. Like okay, so back when I was at Disneyland doing my parade gig, the best feeling was waving at the kid who didn't think they were going to get waved at. That was my favorite thing. Because you see all these kids, you know, dressed up in their favorite costumes at Disneyland to look like their favorite characters. And, like, they're super excited. And that's wonderful and lovely. Yes. But then there's the other kid. The other kid. And it might not be many. It might be just one or a couple kids. handful of kids. You've seen them. They're sitting down. They got their hands on. They got their elbows on the knees. and, And the hands on the under the jaw. And just cupping their face and just watching the parade go by you know just trying to wave but never getting a wave back you know like all these other kids who you know have the costumes or have this or that right they can easily see like yeah that's me you know like oh oh, wow i'm them i feel that connection you know like i'm waving at them you know i loved waving at the kids who weren't being waved back Especially the kids who were, who I kind of saw them as me, as I as I felt like all that, I would, all that stuff I just described. That's I, I relate to that. That's how I felt as a kid in Disneyland. You know, I didn't have the cool costumes. You know, I just happy to be there. People wouldn't wave at me too much. It's all right. I had no costume, and I didn't really see anyone who looked like me. But then I, you know, I did my gig at at Disneyland, and I was able to finally wave at those kids who never got waved at. And dude. Yeah, the feeling I would get when the kids eyes just light up and they feel seen finally it's as if I just gave them a glass of water they've been walking through the desert for like a friggin week you know what I mean it's I don't know I feel like that's how Salma Hayek feels, you know, playing Ajax in Eternals. Because now there's going to be a lot of, a lot of girls out there, a lot of little girls with, with beautiful brown skin who are going to be like, whoa, she looks like me. Whoa, that's empowering as fuck, man. And it just sucks when like representation is just the same faces over and over again, you know? It's, 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 so it's, you know what, like, and I don't want, I don't want this to be the only reason why I think Eternals is great. Like, no, the representation is just like literally a, a, a fraction of why I loved the movie. But let's get back to the movie now. I think we're at a place to talk about the movie now. Eternals. I'm not gonna give you a, a freaking breakdown or a, a summary of the movie. No, no, no. I'm here just to talk about the movie and what I liked about it. Uh, I liked the, okay. What's his face? Uh, What's the guy who who flew too close to the sun? Icarus. Icarus's character was a little too obvious, right? Like, oh yeah, you're a bad guy. You're going to be a bad guy. You think you're doing the right thing. He played it really well though. Not like in your face bad, just like, I have good intentions. So I think, so I will do what I do. Just, moving forward 
But uh, yeah, the, the the CG. How are you supposed to convey the story that is the Eternals without some sort of CG. You need the CG. Uh, oh my god, dude. Okay. Tell me how. Okay. How is how is Marvel just name dropping Batman and Superman? Is that even... Is that another seed? Okay. Because I, oh, I was talking about seeds. Right. The seeds that are being planted. Eternals is like just the seed of what the marvel cinematic universe wants you to oh like like if we're talking comics to one person explaining it might be a little easier okay if you're trying to tell a story that's as fantastic fantastical as as fantastic if you have stories as fantastic as the ones from marvel comics dc comics any comic right telling one person might be easy might be easy telling an audience of millions that's hard that's very hard because not everyone has the same capacity of of imagination that will allow them to truly immerse themselves in a film right because if if the cg is so distracting that you can't connect to the film i want to know why why is it so distracting you know why not (laughs) why why can't it be distracting steven shut up but like, if you think the movie's bad because of the CG, I mean, how else would they do it? Anyways, how the heck is how the hell is Eternals name dropping Superman and Batman? That makes no sense. What's going on? Sorry, but like, we were all thinking it. Icarus is very Superman-like. He flies. He's strong. Shoots lasers out of his freaking eyeballs. But we're name dropping Superman in this movie, and then we name drop. Batman and Alfred? So are we are we saying that in the MCU the DC comics exists? Is that what we're saying? That the DC comics is, exist within the MCU? So they acknowledge that it's real? So if that is, can you imagine? Oh my god, what if this is the seed for a DC Marvel crossover movie? Oh my god. Oh my, I can't even handle the idea of that. Because I love the DC Universe. People talk too much crap about it. Or I don't know, the 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 drama behind the scenes of Warner Brothers. I don't care about that. They got to get their shit together and just make some good movies, please. Because the DC movie universe is a, is is kind of a hot mess, but a very a very sexy looking hot mess. The kind of hot mess that you might not want to take to mom, but you want to like take home and treat, right? Maybe not get into bed right away, you know what I mean? Because, like, again, hot mess, but, like, beautiful hot mess. And you're like, oh, I want to respect you still. That's how I see the DC universe, okay? I love it. It's dirty. It's grimy. And it's paradise, okay? I'm the guy who thinks Batman and Robin is a fun film. And it is a fun film. Even when you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Friggin' the highest paid actor in that film was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not not George Clooney playing Batman, the title character. But Arnold, the villain. That's just a fun fact. The more you know, reading Rainbow. That was for Steph, because she thinks that connects. Like, right? Is that... She, she makes it sound like it connects, so it connects for me now. But, like, 
the more you know like the more you know like that's like that's like the little the star in the rainbow and like right but then she always goes reading rainbow and i'm like wait is that is that a thing wait the more you know reading reading rainbow reading rainbow the more you know just wait um I hate myself. Wait. No. Is the more you know connected to Reading Rainbow? No. The more you know. I don't even know. Spent a good couple minutes on that. But anyways. Ajax does his thing. Cool, cool, cool. Sama Hayek does the... The Bing Bang Boom. We have Galgamesh. Look at that. Okay, so we have all these different... Okay, and also... Is it just me or the, do the Eternals kind of look like they represent the Infinity Stones? Their colors are very reminiscent of Infinity Stones. We got purple, red, green, blue, yellow, orange, all the good stuff. Let me see, but the Eternals. Uh, oh my god, look at these beautiful shots, man. Are you kidding me? Like, look, come on. Celestials are these gigantic beings that make, they make a planet look like a, like a beach ball. Like a regular person, six feet tall, maybe, with a beach ball in front of them. That's a celestial to a planet. Our planet. CG was needed. But I'm saying right now, yeah. I loved. I loved Eternals. Eternals was a fun movie. I loved. What, what did I love? What did I love? Let's see. I loved uh, the ending. I loved the ending. Uh. Sorry, I got distracted looking at that stuff. I was kind of thinking they'd do more Thanos stuff, but I guess. Arrows was enough Thanos, but go watch the movie, y'all. Don't don't be listen to what people say saying it's bad. I, I think people don't like it because there's a gay black man. It makes them uncomfortable. I said it. Gay black men make them uncomfortable. I don't know who they are, but they saw this gay man, black man with uh with the wonderful husband and beautiful looking family, and they were like, nope, I can't deal with that. He's a superhero. Superheroes aren't gay. Like what? Like, who think me and Stephanie were talking about that. Those who are so against. Oh, that's going to get like sound bit. Like, they're, they're, if you were going to be like, yeah, Steven thinks that superheroes can't be gay. That was a freaking voice I was doing. I was doing the voice of the closed minded Cretans who are uncomfortable with gay people still, which is very weird. It just makes no sense to me. But me and Steph were talking about it and just talking about, like, I'm just, I'm just so baffled by those who are so. They feel so energized and so motivated to tell people what to do. Like, okay, if the trans community, if the LGBTQ community, if they came out and were like, we're making every straight man gay, we're making every man a woman, we're making every woman a guy, we're making da-da-da-da-da, we're changing everyone's lives. Then I could understand, you know, those people being like, oh my God, that's not right. You shouldn't do that. But that's not what's fucking happening. Like, I just don't understand how one person, we have, we'll call them person A, right? Sees person B, and person B is a, 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 any, 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 any good respective person from the LGBTQ community, you know? May, may they be he, she, they, them, whoever they are, trans, whatever. But person B, representing, you know, and then you see person A, look at them and say, yo, the way you want to choose to live your own life 
that bothers me. I know I'm not being the most eloquent when it comes to how I, you know, tell you my thoughts, but that's so stupid, isn't it? Like, I feel like I'm just speaking kind of like, duh, you know, just Captain Obvious over here. But why, why are, why are men in power allowed to be like, yo, woman, uh, sorry, host body straight up. Me and Stephanie heard some, I don't know where we heard this from. Like if it was like some court thing or something we read in an update about, uh, people who are trying to be pro life or whatever, who don't like abortions, how they were referring to a woman as a host body. Hmm. A host body? What's what's going on here? What are we even talking about? Why are we referring to a woman as a host body? Sorry, these are just things that just... This is confusing. I know this show's called Why Not, but why the fuck? Anyways. I forgot where I was going with that, but... Uh, here we are with that. Oh, yeah. People don't like seeing gay characters in film. It makes them uncomfortable. That's what I'm thinking. Or maybe they're uncomfortable seeing all these women... Uh, yeah, maybe like Cersei's. Why is Cersei's the head of this movie? I don't like that. Or a woman direct this. The, she 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 directed this movie. How could she? It's like what? Why 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 couldn't she? What's going on? Why not her? I'm pretty Zoe. What Zoe Shout? What's her name? I got I got I'm just, I got I got to say her name right. Chloe. Sorry, not Zoe. Chloe Zhao. And I'm pretty sure she's Academy Award winning. Give me a sec. Let's see. Awards and nominations. What is this? Filmography. Zhao Awards. List of nominations received. She has two Academy Awards under her belt? Two? She has two British Academy of Film Awards, two Golden Globe Awards, and three Independent Spirit Awards. And those weren't the only ones she was nominated for. She was nominated for more. Like, I just don't understand it. I thought the movie was shot beautifully. She was also, I think she also wrote the movie, co-wrote it, I believe. I believe, I thought the the movie was beautifully shot as well. It looked beautiful. The story felt like it just kept at a good pace. And I think the, 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 the story for sure made you feel. It made you feel and made you look at people feeling. Like, I loved uh, Athena. Angelina Jolie's character. I loved her character. Uh, it seemed like she was going through some sort of PTSD almost. You know, the way our memories can sometimes fog our minds and fog our perception of what's going on right now. You know what I mean? That's exactly what Athena felt like. She felt just like that. And it was cool to see that she was still this ferocious warrior. But she f- was still no match for just these thoughts, these memories, which came into play later in the film i thought that was a beautiful move i like that um but let's see what else harry styles in the movie harry styles is cool to be in the movie that's all we're gonna say from that um oh my gosh i spent so much time talking about this and other stuff but let's see what else can we talk about i wanted to come up with a new segment for the show and this segment's gonna be called uh news for my girlfriend so Usually, Stephanie stays away from the news. She doesn't, unless it's, I don't know, uh, something related to music especially. She'll probably know. But she stays. She likes to stay away from public news outlets and stuff and just mainstream news and what's going on in the mainstream news. Uh, 
it's just she has enough in her life you know what i mean it's it's stressful uh but let's see so this is uh this is for her there's gonna be some news for my girlfriend let's see let's uh let's uh, update you steph and uh all the other girlfriends listening who maybe ask their boyfriends or their partners for news updates or they're they are the ones giving their partners the news so here we go the why, why crowd surges like the one at astro world can escalate quickly yes um the Astro World incident, that was terrifying. Oh my god, eight people dead, man. Oh, it feels like it feels it feels like cheesy to say that. You know, like my heart goes out to those families. I can't even imagine what they're feeling. That's fucking horror. That's that's terrifying. Like you're out your kids, your friends, your whoever it is, they're out at a show, trying to go see a concert, trying to have a good time. And what ends up happening? You find out they're dead. They were trampled by a herd of fucking animals, people. I'm sorry, like, what the fuck is going on, man? Well, we can't, like, be organized. We trample people. Like, how do you trample someone? How do you, like, I just don't understand. I don't understand. And the fact that nothing looked like it, nothing looked like it could be done at the venue. No, no, something could have been done. Travis Scott, that piece of shit, he could have said something. Drake, I don't know, man. They could have said something. Like, they could have said something. Like, were they really that oblivious? Like, that they didn't fucking see or hear the crowd shouting, stop the show? Or, like, hey, you should look out into the crowd, Travis. There's there's a, a young person trying to be resuscitated by one of, one of the security people in the venue. Yeah, yeah, that's happening right now. And then some, I heard something about Travis Scott or whoever encouraging folks to just rush like not at this concert not not at astro world but previous shows travis scott would encourage the audience to cross the barricade and just rush the stage and i don't know as someone who loves to go to concerts and who loves to stand in the front like i love you know back in the day going to an aquabats concert not as big as you know astro world but aquabats shout out aquabats i love them saw them at the music box in pomona i believe my my friends Ian and Rent. We saw uh, the Aquabats. And you want to know something? Aquabats, I went up there. I like to stay up in the front, hold on to that railing, and just, you know, like people are pushing me, I push them back, and I'm just, you know, watching the show. I enjoy that. But now I'm kind of scared to do that. Like, the f- people are going to trample me? Like, and what's the point of trampling? How fucking close can you get? Do you want to fucking, you know, lick Travis Scott's face? Like, what's going on? Why are you running? Another news? President Joe Biden fell asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm not here to say that Joe Biden is the best president we've ever had. I'm not here saying that. Not the worst we could have gotten. But what the hell, Joe? You're at some public event, a summit, right? It was like some sort of huge, it was a big, important meeting. Even the person saying was like, this is one of the biggest meetings you might have all year or something. Blah, 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 blah homie's asleep like he's sitting in church trying to be polite <laughs> like what is going on joe oh man uh let's see ye apparel company yeezy to pay nine hundred fifty thousand dollars in lawsuit settlement that sounds fun new from bureau co co bureau Kuwait and bloodstone rigged criticism mounts mounts of nicaragua's sham elections under ortega shambles shambles 
what other news does my girl gotta know? Let's see. Well, okay. I. What other news? I don't know. What what other news are the COVID nineteen? Is there any COVID nineteen? What's going on? Are you vaccinated, y'all? Just get back. I'm not here to push anything on anyone, but like I'm vaccinated. I got the J and J, and I'm still here. Okay. I'm still here. Okay. Like, just I'm gonna get my booster. Like, let's just stay safe. Friggin' Aaron Rodgers, baby. I don't know if you know this, but like Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packer, like he's not gonna be in anymore. Like State Farm ads might vanish. Like, dude, bye bye, Aaron Rodgers. It's because he took number 12. There's only one number 12 here, Aaron. Let's see. Regular COVID antibody shots could protect people with weak immune systems. Could. Could. Let's see. Political news now. U.S. news. Mother of four missing in Wisconsin? Survivors file over a dozen. Oh, my God. Here it is. Astroworld lawsuits. One person is suing travis scott and all of them for a million dollars for what they've gone through like this is just some oh, it's terrifying shit. um that uh it feels pretty good it's felt a good episode um let's see i'm good you know just come back to me real quick i'm good uh since the uh episode where cheap therapy came about you know i'm good now are some of those feelings that i was let son of a lawnmower some of those feelings still there yeah sure some of those feelings might still be there but doesn't define me taking everything day by day making my moves you know what i mean sooner or later you're gonna see your boy in some commercials you're gonna be like oh my god that's Stephen Brown cortez from the why the f not podcast trying to sell me some state farm on tv but uh but yeah thanks for listening y'all now we're going to the outro go What's up, fam? This is uh, Stephen Brown Cortez. This is the the outro to episode 40. You made it this far. You deserve a prize, a cookie even. Go to my Instagram, Stephen underscore Brogan underscore Cortez. Follow me there. You'll find a cookie. Uh, Also, uh, go check out the Why the If Not podcast Instagram. That has an Instagram too. Everything has it. Even my dog has an Instagram. Everyone has an Instagram. Uh, And also, don't forget to tell yourself these words. I am enough. I am more than enough. That's crazy how enough I am. Okay, bye.